Welcome to Family Law Talk. Family Law Talk. Presented by Kirk Stangy of Stangy Law Firm, PC. Stangy Law Firm is a multi-state family law firm. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stangy. Welcome to Family Law Talk. We have an interesting topic today. The topic is what to make of a trial continuance. And this episode today is based on an article on our blog, FamilyLawHeadquarters.com. And the title of that article is Why Was My Trial Continued? And the date of the article is December 29th, 2023. So as a follow-up to the episode today, go on over to FamilyLawHeadquarters.com and read that article for more information. But let's go ahead and jump in to the topic at hand today. Uh, the truth of the matter is a divorce or family law trial can be a stressful experience for individuals going through it. Um, ultimately, I think for a lot of individuals, just contemplating that their fate and the fate of their families in the hands of one judge could really be a sobering experience for a lot of individuals. For lots of individuals, it, uh, uh, it can just be a lot to have to contemplate that and think about that and, and really consider it. And so for a lot of individuals, this is a weight and so in the months, the weeks, and the days leading up to the trial, there can be a lot of anxiety on the part of individuals going through these cases uh, that can really be overwhelming in a lot of respects. Uh, the truth as well is that preparing for trial can, can really, uh, I mean, can be a big deal. It can result in a party expending a lot of money in attorney's fees. And a lot of these fees can be run up for depositions. It could be subpoenas preparing exhibit books and examination questions and so all of this can make the cost of a trial quite high and really the preparation for the for the trial uh, the cost can be quite high and so look lots of individuals they they're stressed out for a long time leading up to the trial they spent a lot of money getting prepared for the trial itself and so individuals then appear in court on the date of trial and 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 for lots of people uh, unfortunately, uh, the trial ends up being continued for one reason or another. And so when an individual comes to court and they've been gearing up for this trial, then the trial gets continued, it can really lead to, to more stress, anxiety, and fees, and then they have to kind of relive this whole thing again. And then for lots of individuals, obviously the trial prep has to be updated because new things happen between uh, the original trial date and whatever the new trial date that's set. And then there might be the need for more discovery, you know, updated examination questions, maybe more depositions. And so then more cost gets added on uh, to the client's bill, which, again, for a lot of individuals, this is tough stuff and it's hard for them to really contemplate. And so, you know, getting to the question itself, which is why are trials continued? Like, why does this happen? Uh, the truth is a trial date can be continued in a divorce or family law context for a lot of different reasons. But one of the most common uh, reasons for continuance of a trial is that another trial was heard instead. And, and so a lot of clients say, well, what, what does that mean? Well, look, you know, lots of judges will set multiple cases for trial on the same date. And so they might even designate a number one trial setting, number two trial setting, number three trial setting. I mean, I've seen circumstances where judges might even have more than three cases set for trial. Now, that's rare, but, but sometimes it can happen, and it's really quite common for a judge to have lots of things on their docket on a given day, including more than one trial. Um, you know, many individuals, when, when they hear this, they say, well, why would a judge set more than one case for trial in a single day? 
you know, off the cuff to a lot of individuals, uh, this concept just doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, but let me explain it to you the best I can. I mean, the truth of the matter is most cases do uh, settle outside of court. Lots of cases do settle in the days and the weeks leading up to the trial itself. So, you know, as a trial day gets closer, that can put pressure on the parties to want to get the case settled. That way the case is not in the hands of, of one judge. And so there can be lots of last-minute settlements, including on the day of trial itself. I mean, I've even seen that. Um, you know, minutes before trial is to begin, all of a sudden there's a settlement and there's no need for the trial. So if the judge were to only set one case for trial on a given day, then the reality is is then the judge would have nothing else to do that day. And, and with, you know, so many cases typically being filed and on a judge's docket, you know, it's just not in the interest of the, of the judicial economy uh, that, that days be wasted. Because if days are wasted, that means other cases are pending longer. And so, again, it's very, very common for a judge to have more than one trial or evidentiary hearing set on the same day. So one of the things lots of individuals want to know is is the, is they're getting closer to the trial date is where are they on the judge's docket are they number one setting are they number two number three number four where are they at and obviously a party still has to be prepared no matter what setting they're they're listed at because the cases in front of them might settle um, but the truth is the further back the less likely the case is to be heard and the closer to, to being a number one setting, then the more likely a case is to be heard. So in a nutshell, this is one of the most common reasons uh, for continuances. It's just that there's multiple cases set and the court end up hearing another case. Uh, and typically, you know, the number one setting has been pending the longest. The case is, was filed sooner. And then down the line, the cases are typically a little newer. So so judges and courts typically are trying to dispose of the cases that have been pending the longest. Um, but, but this would be uh, a very common reason for continuance in a divorce and family law context. And it's definitely one that parties don't want to forget. And it's a good question to have you know, for their attorney, which is wh where are we on the judge's docket? And sometimes parties can check this themselves even online and see where they're at, okay? There could be other reasons for continuances as well. Uh, it could be that there's discovery responses still outstanding and that this information is needed in order for the trial to take place and, and maybe one party hasn't supplied everything they, they needed to supply. So it could be something in response to interrogatories, requests for production, could be subpoena responses, and, and it could be a situation that without uh, this information, without this discovery, there could be concerns that uh, a party's rights and interest in the trial could be prejudiced. So this would be another common uh, reason for a continuance, which is that discovery is not complete, and maybe the parties want more time to complete additional discovery. Uh, other reasons trials can be continued uh, could be a situation where one of the parties or an essential witness is just not available for trial. Maybe they're sick. You know, unfortunately, that can happen. You know, one of the parties is sick. Uh, they're not able to come to court. Uh, maybe one of the essential parties is sick. They're not able to come to court uh, or they're just not available for X, Y, and Z reason. And it could be a circumstance uh, where the concern could be that there could be an adverse trial result without this witness. And so this could be a common reason 
uh, for continuance, okay? There, there are other reasons as well. Um, uh, it, it could be that the parties want to engage in more uh, settlement discussions, right? Maybe they want to go to mediation before uh, before having the case heard for trial. You know, maybe they maybe it's not mediation, but um, but maybe they want to do more informal uh, discovery to see if they can get the case settled before before the case is tried. Uh, it could be a circumstance where maybe new information has become available, and now a party feels like they need to do more discovery on X, Y, or Z issue. Um, that that they think is necessary before the case is tried okay those could be other reasons again the possibilities are really endless uh, but those in, in my experience are some of the more common reasons uh, trial dates can be continued in a divorce or family law matter so then you know to really get to the next topic at hand which is i mean what do parties do if there's a continuance right you know what do they do obviously a continuance can can frustrate a party uh, it can deflate a party uh, it can result in more costs and fees for a party. Um, and so, look, this can be tough stuff, uh, but the truth is parties just have to keep moving forward. You know, ultimately the case will be heard or will settle, and it's going to end at some point. But I think uh, parties just have to understand that continuances are part of it. Um, I'm not justifying it. I'm not saying it's a great thing. Uh, I'm not saying parties should love it. And in fact, you know, some parties might want the continuance. You know, they could be, they could be the party that requested the continuance, and so maybe they're happy about the continuance. But for parties who don't want a continuance, and they want a conclusion, and they want the case to end, you just have to keep moving forward. Uh, so take a deep breath, take a little bit of time, contemplate it, uh, recognize that everything in life happens for a reason, and that while they, you know, might not have wanted the continuance, it happened. And there's no changing it, and, and it kind of is what it is. So, you know, take a little time, uh, contemplate on it, and then ultimately uh, it's vital that individual put themselves in, in a happy place, kind of a place of uh, peace, if you will, and, and, and just keep moving forward. Uh, really, there's no other choice for individuals going through these kinds of matters. So maybe, maybe set some more sessions up with the counselor uh, or do, you know, things in life that, that give an individual tranquility and peace, uh, but, but individuals just have to keep moving forward. I mean, the last thing, you know, I'll say is, is, you know, the length of a case in terms of how long it's been pending can oftentimes be an important factor in a judge's mind when they're uh, presented with the choice of whether to continue a trial or not. And again, there are not just uh, carte blanche rules where this is the way it works uh, in every circumstance, but typically the longer the case has been pending, uh, the less likely a judge will be to grant a continuance. If the case hasn't been pending that long and they have other cases on their docket, uh, then typically the more likely they would be to grant the continuance. Uh, but again, every court is different. Every judge is different. It's just important for individuals to keep in mind that continuances are always a possibility. And so, you know, individuals cannot discount it, and uh, it's just sort of a reality in divorce and family law and really other areas of, of law as well. Continuances are always a possibility. All right, well, this was the topic today. Again, as a follow-up to the episode, go on over to FamilyLawHeadquarters.com, read the article titled, Why Was My Trial Continued? for more information on this topic today. But thanks for tuning in, and stay tuned to our next episode coming up on Family Law Talk. Thank you very much. 
Thank you for listening to Family Law Talk with Kirk Stangy. Visit stangylawfirm.com for more about today's topic or to put Stangy Law Firm to work for your family today. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements. Neither the Supreme Court of Missouri or Illinois reviews or approves certifying organizations or specialist designations. The information you obtained in this podcast is not, nor is it intended to be, legal advice. You should consult an attorney for advice regarding your individual situation. We invite you to contact us and welcome your calls, letters, and electronic mail. Contacting us does not create an attorney-client relationship. Please do not send any confidential information to us until such time as an attorney-client relationship has been established. Past results afford no guarantee of future results, and every case is different and must be judged on its own merits. Kirk Stangy is responsible for the content. Headquarters, Office 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450, Clayton, Missouri, 63105. Kirk Stangy is licensed in Missouri, Illinois, and Kansas.